Hello and welcome to We're Watching What? I'm your host Dana, or the DHK as I'm known, and we watched three things this week. We started off with the film 80 for Brady, which stars four absolutely legendary actresses, and then also Tom Brady. We then watched the new M. Night Shyamalan-directed film, Knock at the Cabin, and we finished things off with a bit of awards catch-up by watching Tar, starring Kate Blanchett. Major spoiler alert for all those things, and additionally, a spoiler alert for the book, Knock at the Cabin, because it is an adaptation, and in case you, for whatever reason, wanted to read it after having seen it, we do talk about the differences. And now, without further ado, here's We're Watching What? Let's kick things off with 80 for Brady, and... This is a question we asked with Shotgun Wedding, but my question to kick things off is, who do you think this movie is for? Like, who who is the target audience of this? Because I think there are two very different target audiences, and the you know the, the Venn diagram of audiences in between is limited. But who do you think overall this is meant for? Me. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I, I was like, I don't know. I had a pretty good time. <laughs> I, I will say, I'm I'm typically drawn to i think it's a valid question but i but I, i'm being a troll but i'm but i'm very drawn to this uh getting together of like iconic actresses who just get together and kind of just like act like themselves and just have the best time on set oh i typically like 100%. these movies and so like i get it yeah. so like i get excited like when i first saw this trailer which i did not think was a very good trailer personally i was like i'm definitely watching that on opening weekend Okay. Like I just because I just I enjoy it. Like I loved these old broads when Carrie Fisher wrote that back in the day, and mm-hmm. you get all these icons together. I love Book Club. I'm excited for Book Club too. <laughs> which I got confused with Eddie for Brady for a little bit because they look very similar. It's basically, <laughs> it's because it's basically the same. Premise, yeah, it's like cross over. and there is like a Book Club <laughs> plot line in this. Yes, <laughs> exactly. But uh, yeah, I think it, I think it hits on uh, you know like a kind of like a Golden Girls audience. I know. Okay. The older generations, too. Like, I know my grandma loved these things. She would have loved this. I know my sister would love this and loves the Golden Girls. Like, it's, like, that kind of thing. I think the Golden Girls is one of those shows that's kind of broken in through some generational divide, I think, where I think a lot of people just respond well to funny older ladies doing stuff. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. I had a good time. I thought it was funny. I think my parents would enjoy it, but I can't think of. Yeah. I don't know. Don't get me wrong. I actually had a good time at this movie. And and my initial thought was like, oh, yeah, actually, I think my my parents would enjoy it as a unit because not to be super gendered or anything like that. But, you know, my dad certainly and my dad probably would watch this anyway. But, you know, he football things will certainly draw him to movies or anything sports. And it doesn't it's not just football like he watches college track and field still you know I I see our DVR recordings it is the weirdest sports but (laughs) you know and I think my mom would appreciate although she's probably less about the sort of older lady comedy stuff but you know I I think that's who they're going for did either of you find the football parts of it off-putting wasn't off-putting to me it wasn't interesting but it wasn't yeah it was like it it didn't stop me from watching it obviously and I it's not going to stop me from rewatching it, but they weren't like my favorite sequences. Okay. Cause I, yeah, I was able to find their kind of nerdy admiration for it kind of fun. So it was like, okay, I was yeah. like living through them. But yeah, anyway, go ahead. Yeah. Oh, so I was going to say the thing for me is that I hate Tom Brady. Like I hate him so much, both as a football fan and just as a human being. <laughs> and so I, and I was trying to think like he is a very, I think, divisive character amongst football fans right because to his credit he is a very good player 
but that is it that ruffles feathers for people who like constantly lose to his franchise and then also he you know he's somewhat of a controversial figure with some of his weird woo-woo stuff so i was like oh you will pick someone who so unless you're a pats fan and also a fan of like these you know there is they have picked somebody who could potentially be very off-putting to the football audience that they are targeting as a byproduct of this but I guess if you aren't a football person, you don't bring that baggage to it. And so it's like, oh, whatever, I'm willing to tolerate whoever it is. It didn't matter who it was. Yeah. Well, and then and to that point, though, I, it's it's one of those things where I can't tell you I knew that Tom Brady was on that team, but okay. I knew the name Tom Brady. Right. And so there's also that name recognition that I yeah, think yeah, they yeah, definitely yeah. wanted. I'm not saying there aren't other people they could have done. No, no, is, I was, I was trying to think based of, off a true story, right? It's based off a true story. I don't know. So if they, of this, I don't think they broke team. into the, yeah, I don't think they broke no, into no, no, the, the idea that these women, <laughs> but it's based off this team and everything. So like, yes, if yes. They were and that, that was a very real team. Super Bowl. Yes. A very real horrifying comeback. Cause I have a feeling that people who like Tom Brady, like Stan Tom Brady. Oh, right. people who like Tom Brady okay. so, love yeah. Tom Brady. So then Brady. it makes sense. It's just yeah. polarizing if you're... <laughs> well, and the the most confusing thing to me is I, I was trying to figure out, I was like, when did they film this? You know, because Tom Brady doesn't play for the Patriots anymore. Tom Brady plays for the Buccaneers. <laughs> he retired since this movie, you know, and I was like, did they just film this a while ago and have had it in the can and have just been like holding on to it? But, yeah. you know, it, it, it's, it also clearly indicates a participation from the NFL to me that they were willing to like... How, you know, and the Patriots franchise as a whole, that they were like, here you go. Here's all access to like all of our merchandising because the NFL are very defensive about all of their, you know, IP yeah. and, and stuff like that. We're going to take a quick break and be right back. And we're back. As a, an organization that I'm not hugely fond of, it's easy not to be fond of because I don't really care about sports, but I get really irritated about the bad things about them. Oh, yeah. And I it was so glossy that. in this, you know. Yeah, it was. But then I, but I also kind of liked the idea that they could be like sure like i, I like I, I like i hope that have fun ladies and like, yeah the fattest check of all time that had to be paid in order to include them i, I it seemed like it was like oh, i hope they just thought this was fun <laughs> you know because mm-hmm. it's yeah. like you know these four women being in this movie about this is like it's only good for you it's not it's not gonna hurt your brain oh yeah <laughs> you know it's the most football i've watched in three years so <laughs> <laughs> I was like, See, yeah okay that's fair that's very fair I say three years because I did go to a Super Bowl party one time in 2019. You were held hostage at a Super Bowl party. I was held hostage at a Super Bowl party. Yeah. Yeah. I call it the commercial bowl for people who don't care about the game. Yeah. But. Yeah, it's that or a concert if I care. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That's a very very short concert. Yes. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Okay. I'm surprised that you. It was funny. I'm surprised. I guess. Yeah. That's my thing. It's like, I'm surprised you didn't bristle on the football stuff a little bit more. But again, if you don't have baggage about Tom Brady. Who again? Yeah. As just a, as a human being, also so and and Giselle's absence from this Bunchen, his ex wife, <laughs> it was so noticeable. Like you know, there were scenes of her on the cutting room floor from this movie. Yeah. <laughs> now it's not to say I wouldn't have enjoyed it even more if it was like they were trying to win an all expense paid trip to a convention or meet some famous person or meet the Oscars Any, or like, anything. Literally like anything. I would have liked it more than I did. You know, like the football didn't help me like it, but it did. Yeah, yeah it didn't hinder me. It was just kind of like, oh, I, I don't know. care. I don't know yeah. anything about, I mean, I know Tom Brady is a football player. I realize he was married to Giselle. That's about as far as I get. I think the Patriots involved in some sort of cheating scandal or something. Oh, deflate gate 100%. But I don't, yeah, I didn't, I'm not a sports ball person. I just don't care. So it didn't. Yeah. But with that, I know the Super Bowl is just like the event of the year for some people. And yeah, so yeah. I 
do, even though I don't do sports myself, I do find the excitement and like all that stuff. Cause as a, as a person who likes to. Yeah, it's other people's Oscars. Be, yeah, exactly. It's like those Oscars. Like it's like if I was, you know, going and attending the Oscars or something, I could win a ticket to go attend it on whatever. Like I would react in a way that, you know, so yeah. I, I can appreciate the, this fandom that some people are so invested in and like just live and breathe for that. Like I can appreciate oh, the totally. I love, I love that enthusiasm. part of it. I love that they were all such fans. I like that they got together and, you know, because that's the best part of being a fan is finding other fans and then geeking out over the thing yeah. that you all enjoy. It's, it's just and who so, we are, just about something else. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. And so it's like, I understand <laughs> that completely. And so that's why I like sports, while not my thing, I don't, I mean, most of my family are really big sports people. So, you know, but I get it. It's their fandom. It's what they're like. It's what they do. Yeah, I think the other thing that was confusing to me was a lot of the cameos and like bit parts. Also, can I, uh, no, more importantly, Tom Brady is such a bad actor. Yeah, he wasn't great. The scene with him <laughs> in the locker room or when he's talking to Lily Tom, you know, I was just like, please stop. Please make it stop. Please like mitigate this. Why are you doing, like, yeah. stop. Don't, the other guy was and you, you see his name yeah. is a producer on there and you're just like, yeah, oh, yeah. okay, that's why. <laughs> like, yeah. Uh, yeah, but, but the other um, the romance novel when he was, he was. Oh, Rob Gronkowski? <laughs> I thought he was kind of funny. <laughs> I like Gronk. Gronk is, Gronk is a dummy, which do. like, yeah. 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 Well, I don't know if he's actually a dummy, but his persona is very like himbo He kind of seems and like I, that. I, like I, I find him, I mean, he just follows Tom Brady wherever. He like, he went to the Buccaneers too. But I, I find him less upsetting than Tom Brady. Also well, I feel like there less... was more of like a charm there. I don't know. He just seemed like yeah, a kind yeah. of funny, funny oaf guy. And was like... They also knew to play to his strengths in that, yeah. like, don't give him a lot of dialogue. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> But yeah, the cameos to me were the most confusing. Because yeah, I, well, not only that, I was just like, <laughs> again, who are you going for? You know, you've got like a Billy Porter, you've got Guy Fieri, you know, it's all these just like really, Retta has a moment in there. It's I just, I, I always feel like they were just like, uh, throw something for every quadrant over 30 and see what happens. Yeah. And Harry Hamlin, you know. And Harry Hamlin, yes, yes. <laughs> he Mr. Renna. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I don't know. So I. I mean, I, again, I actually had a pretty decent time at it. I had very low expectations. Yeah. What I would have loved is like a heist movie with these ladies or something like that. You know, just just not don't put the don't don't make me watch the football part. And I say this to someone who likes football. Like, don't make me watch the the Patriots part of it. Like, give me give me something else. Put them elsewhere. I'm holding. I want the like, like a, Barb and Star with this group. Well, I was gonna say. Yeah, this group, but like even maybe a slightly younger here, but I'm holding out for like a, a Gene Smart, like Jennifer Coolidge heist. Sure. Yes. <laughs> Over in Italy. You know, like, yeah, like, oh my God. <laughs> like that's what I'm looking out for here. But I would love this group doing it too. Or the book club group or these old or the book group. Group. Yeah. surviving members. Oh my God. What was the, um, and I love this movie and it's not a good movie, but uh, it's got Susan, Susan Sarandon and Jennifer Love Hewitt and they're like, um, oh, heartbreakers, jawbreakers, something heartbreakers. like that. Yes. Heartbreakers. Yes. I remember wanting to try and see that in theaters. And my, I think my mom was like, absolutely not. I was like, what? It was not a good movie, but it is hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I think Susan, it's very funny. I mean, oh God, it's not Susan Sarandon. It's um, uh, Sigourney Weaver. It's Sigourney Weaver. Sigourney Weaver. I just yeah. had to look Sigourney it up. Weaver. I didn't know that off the top yeah, of my head. Yeah, I was like, um, oh no, wait, that's wrong. But Sigourney is so funny. It was just such a, anyway, I would love to see a movie. Kind of like that, but murder mystery probably more. Yeah, yeah, murder mystery, just any, you know, I was just like, oh, put this group of women together, but take out the football part. Just give me what I want. Give me, yeah. 
Well, I saw, I saw, I saw Lily and Jane have a, um, a murder one coming kind of, or it's not a mystery. Oh my God. Do they? Well, it's like, so it's coming in a couple, like next month thing, but they essentially like their good friend passes away and then they want to kill her husband because he was not nice to her, I guess. And so they're like, I love it. It's called moving on. Apparently. Yeah. Moving on. Moving on. I've literally not heard of this film. I saw, and I was like, well, I'll be, I'll be watching this immediately. Like, yes, March. It comes out in March. <laughs> March, yeah. I think, yeah, it might be Netflix or something, but I don't know. And I was like, okay, I'm watching this. Yeah. See, give me that. Like, that's fine. That's, that. that's what yeah. I would rather have. I want, I want the two of them to just, for the rest of their lives, just make movies together and shows together. Because I just, yes. their chemistry is so fun. You know, well, I, they're clearly I, such good friends and it works. And, yes. I, I loved that you get to see women who, the youngest of whom, I think I said this in my review, I was like, Sally Field is the youngest and she has been in, yeah. she's been ARP eligible for 26 years. So, yeah. you know. Yeah. Like, I like the trailer. It's like Academy Award winner, Academy Award winner, Academy, like all of them are just like, I know, just yeah. legends. And it was fun to see Rita Moreno because I, I feel like out of all of them, I see her the least. Well, Rita and Moreno is also the oldest of them. <laughs> I and, and I she, was just like, looks incredible. I was so happy that they were all just like having fun. And, mm-hmm. you know, it, like you said earlier, it, clearly, I'm sure they had a good time on set. And and that they were given this, I hate to say it, but like, you know, this opportunity to be in this really big movie and all this stuff. And nobody was like, oh, that. No. and maybe it is, it took the Tom Brady factor to make it come to life. But yeah, I sure. that part of it but- made me really happy. I was like, give me more. <laughs> But kind of like Book Club, which just had, you know, didn't have that extra celebrity factor or whatever, and it's getting a sequel. It's like, I like that there are those opportunities to be like, oh, like, actually, your age is a positive thing for the script here. It's not like, a, you know, like, yeah, oh, yeah, you're yeah. aged out of this or that or whatever. It's actually kind of like, no, let's like celebrate having fun in your older age. Like, it's great. Well, and, you know, and instead yeah. Of being so gloom and doom. I, I thought it like was good about acknowledging some of the challenges and and you know things that naturally come with get, getting to mm-hmm. a certain age but it also wasn't like dwelling upon it and they were allowed to have fun and, like, and be sexy for Jane Fonda yeah you know it's like they're allowed to still be sexualized yeah. like it's Harry go, go for Jane it Harry Harry Hamlin you know the other thing that was missing from this though Dolly Parton of course yeah I thought the song no. at the end was gonna be Dolly Parton but I think it's Diane Warren. I wasn't yeah yeah, I yeah. want Dolly to make at least an appearance in everything the two of them do, just yes. to always be going back to really nine to five. <laughs> like, just give me, you know, like I want her in everything because obviously I want her in everything also. But yeah, I think she, that would have been fabulous. Oh no, I am not wrong. It is Dolly Parton sings on it. Diane Warren okay. wrote it. Wrote it, but Dolly, okay, yes. Yeah. Oh, and she's that, in the video. Well, thank God, I'm just gonna watch the video. That's the that's I mean, that's God. all I really wanted out of this. It's just that's a music video. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> just these women in a music video just you know doing things yeah i also I will... enjoy the trope it usually works out if you have good actors doing it for me like i enjoy the trope where they get un- unintentionally high and oh sure oh i love that pretty. trope. i, I think just, it's so just funny just laugh yeah. every time and it I, and I was like you know what this can be in every movie i don't care i, I laugh i'm surprised I love it. I find it hysterical yeah i'm surprised that they didn't have like Lily Tomlin more embrace and maybe I'm just bringing Grace and Frankie yeah. into it you know I have her just be like ah it's cool and then somebody else well, freaking out you know yeah like I was just saying she just seems like that person no like, yeah like, although you know. considering how many you know the the dosage of gummy they were supposed to have yeah. I was like okay may, may, maybe maybe <laughs> hallucinating at that point yeah. you know it's <laughs> maybe <laughs> but yeah, yeah. It's too good 
All right. Well, I mean, clearly we all had a decent time at it. I was yeah. just trying to figure out, like, aside from people who clearly fall into this bucket of, like, Golden Girls-esque fans. Yeah. I don't know who I'd recommend it to, you know. Yeah. It's a decent bucket, but, you know, I wouldn't be like, hello, an enlightened man. Yeah, it's kind of it's kind this. of one of those ones where I recommend it to anyone who was interested in seeing it, but I haven't, like, thought, like, oh, let me go tell this person, you better go watch this movie, <laughs> you know, because yeah. it's, like, it's one of those ones where, like, you know about it, you want to see it. If you want to see it, you're going to get exactly what you think it's going to be. Yes, yeah. And it's either good or not good for you. Yeah. <laughs> that's it. But, All right. Yeah, fun times. Well, one of the other movies we watched this week was an unexpected one for me, I'd like to say. The new M. Night Shyamalan film, directed film, Knock at the Cabin. Yeah, Matt, you read the uh, Adapted. Yeah, well, Adapted Screenplay, but yeah, yeah, of course. Yeah, like, well, I think, yeah. I think that is, because Matt, you read the book, right? Mm-hmm. And then Jackie, you, I'm guessing you also, fall, you did not read the book. I have not read the book, no. Yeah, I haven't either. But I think the fact that he didn't write it, but his name is like slapped on it, is setting people up for very specific expectations, i.e. a twist. And there, the spoilers, there was no twist. <laughs> well, yeah, it's funny because like, I, I don't know that I'd call it like, I don't know that I'd go so far as to say I think there was a twist, but the 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 ending was different and so oh, if you okay. read the book it kind of twisted a little because <laughs> it was like oh. uh, what's, what's the what's the book ending well i'll say it's it's a little more left up to the reader mm. what really was going on uh-huh. um this was kind of a thing where um like i'll start by saying i enjoyed the film and i was glad i enjoyed it i i, I think i liked the book better for the most part i think the film improved a few things but whatever but uh but overall M. Night definitely seemed to pick a point of view and it, and decided the truth of what was going on mm-hmm. and then made that film. Okay. So in the book, the book is actually quite a bit darker in what happens with the family, but when they're wrestling with that gun, when actually dies, she gets shot. And so it, oh, it's God. very, um, it's very much kind of, to me, the book had a kind of anti-gun point of view. This didn't. Mm-hmm. Which is a, which is whatever. This kind of felt neutral about guns. I well, think. Well, I, I was actually surprised by the gun inclusion in this. Yeah. Um, well, it's a big deal because it was a thing where, like, you know, he gets that gun, but as a couple, whatever. That's a thing where they like the others very against having it, and so it was like uh-huh. he was like mad that he brought it, but it would end up being like, well, see, it's a good thing I brought it, and then the daughter actually ends up getting Got shot, it. and they're wrestling yeah. for it. So it's like a kind of you know, to me, felt very specific. Like, okay, guns are bad, but mm-hmm. that being said. By the end, you know, we once she has been shot and everything kind of happens with Leonard and Dave Bautista's character and all that stuff, um, then they are have themselves kind of like at a place where, you know, like convinced that, well, maybe Jonathan Groff's character is like convinced maybe this is really a thing and it's happening. And when died, but it wasn't like intentional they chose sacrifice. To kill her, so yeah. it wasn't like yeah, that. Yeah. And so then they decide to basically kill each other, kind of like. Out at the same time like shoot uh-huh. kind of like let us you know and it's kind of over and so you never really find out if the apocalypse was really a thing that was happening or if it because it's all just kind of like a mental game so it's this thing where you can decide you think it did or didn't but i kind of liked that because it really wasn't about whether the apocalypse was really happening it was really mm-hmm. about the, the the emotional trauma that this that they were going through and kind of how they process it yeah it's like a that, you know, mind, that sounds mind much theory. better than yeah this. that yeah. sounds yeah. way more interesting <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Like ridiculously more interesting. Yeah, I, I unfortunately I, fell asleep a couple of times. I, well, that's guess what, what you didn't miss okay. anything. It's all in the trailer. 
Well, well, that's what I was going to say is the the that's more interesting ending, but everything leading mm. up to that was very much like the book. Like it's just conversations yeah. the whole time. And I was so bored. I, it, like, I so it's like, but yeah, I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> I liked the flashbacks. You don't really see flashbacks in the book, you know, like you there. It's all just conversations, and you're talking about what happened and this and that. But I thought the flashbacks kind of helped get to know them a tad in a way that in the book kind of took me longer, uh-huh. if you will. So those were nice, but I almost could have used a little bit more of them. But overall, I wasn't bored, and I felt that I was like in a, as a single. It's hard when you do a movie that's like a single location. It's always yeah, so hard, right? Yeah, yeah, it's okay, like yeah. it's a, not an easy, easy task. And I do think that it flowed enough for me. Like it captured my attention to be kind of like, okay, like you, you know, he pulled that part of it off. But yeah, I would have liked a little bit more ambiguity i guess with the ending yeah agreed i think that's my biggest i wanted to care about them more i guess maybe get to know the the family a little bit before it happens or something i'm not sure i was just not that drawn into it for whatever reason well i also feel like jonathan groff's character starts to believe like too early in you know like the 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 skepticism doesn't last long enough for me to be like but, you know, and I think they try and drop hints and it's it's you know, there's the religious component. And I didn't know this because I have zero religious background, but I went with Catherine and she was like, oh, yeah, it's the you know, it's as soon as they started doing this is the four horsemen. I was like, oh, yeah, those are a thing that I don't know anything about, except for that there are four <laughs> of them. Usher um, in the apocalypse. Yeah. Yes. And she was saying this is very similar to what's that cabin in the woods which i've not seen because scary or so, so, no, know, seems scary ish yeah but you know the fact that he had uh, he he had a movie that is similar and has similar motifs and all that stuff is like okay <laughs> did he do cabin in the woods no he didn't and that's the point oh uh, okay but universal okay. did oh i see, see. Yeah, but yeah, I I just kept sitting there being like, who likes this type? Like, who is it? Who enjoys this type of movie? Uh, you know, because I don't think it's the horror horror that I'm super scared of. Because I was sort of able to palette it more than mm-hmm. you know something that's it's meant to be terrifying you. But by the same token, I was like, when is the like who's who's enjoying this? Like, are you who? When yeah. are you just like people being tortured? Like, and and because of the lack of ambiguity, like, what what are you? <laughs> okay you just yeah, want to watch I, this happen and like i guess technically the apocalypse be thwarted yeah no and i, I get that point of view for me i i guess i'm i think there are m- more successful versions of this of course but i mm-hmm. i am it is the t- the brand of horror that i do get drawn to uh, a lot where i really like psychological thriller like the psychological kind of getting so emotionally invested in something where it's like holy crap like what would i do if this was happening to me and it's something that very plausibly could happen to you right in that way where like you're at this cabin in the woods and these people come here and you 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 know whether they're sane or not you are all of a sudden target of maybe is it a hate crime is it all these things but it's something that's very plausible in in you know when we're talking about something like this versus like horror movies that are about possession or you know like a ghost that's a, a poltergeist or, you know, yeah, a yeah, yeah, ghost yeah. Or whatever, like that stuff. I end up, I like horror in general as a genre quite a bit, but these psychological thrillers are a brand I, I do get really drawn to. And so I did, I like this, this author's work. I've read his other books as well. Um, and they're kind of similar ideas where it's playing with different themes, but focusing on like when faced with impossible, crazy decisions, like what do people do? And I think that's kind of interesting, but yeah, that's, that was the most yeah. interesting conceit of it. But the way it was carried out for me, also, I actually thought Dave Batista did a good job. 
I, I did too. I, I like. You know, I'm not the role. biggest. I'm not the biggest, but I, I, I thought right? he did a good job. And I thought, you know, child actors are challenging. I thought this little girl was great. I thought she was. I did too. Really good in this role, like the right amount of scared and and annoying when she needed to be, and all this stuff. I was just like, oh wow, she's she's selling it. Yeah. But the, the weakest acting link was Rupert Grint for me. Oh, was that it? Was, I like him. I thought he did a pretty good job, but he was a little short-lived for me because he should be around well, Yeah, but I think the accent yeah. was just not... Hard. Yeah. And I think that because his character was short-lived, he, like, he came in, you know, they were like, yeah, okay, you've got like 10 minutes of screen or whatever it is, you know, 20 minutes. Yeah, you so know, short. It, yeah, and he was like, oh, I'm going to go, I'm going to chew all the scenery as a byproduct. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> No, I think I'm used to his his uh, accent and the drama because he's on servant, you know. And I right, right. Servant. I knew I knew it was. I was like, oh, this is the. the and so I think I'm used to him, but I. Yeah. yeah, exactly, and I. Yeah, but I liked him, but yeah, I I could see um, she she was strong, Dave was strong, and I was pleasantly surprised by that because you know, like I said, I'm not like the biggest fan of him as an actor, but I thought, I thought he was good here. I was like, oh, okay, because it, it's a an interesting role, to have to, you know, because you got to be kind of, like yeah while you're not likable and that's when you're with what's going on it's tough and one other little story point i wish they had kept from the book was kind of more with his his uh quote-unquote friendship with when mm-hmm. and kind of the manipulation there mm-hmm. and she kind of goes through her own little things like while this is all going on of kind of like learning to try to trust him mm-hmm. even while it's going on and he tells her that he overnight whatever that he he was let he was going to let her grasshoppers go because they can't stay in there you know because yeah. they die like whatever and so whatever and um and she's okay okay whatever and then when she does try to escape she goes out there and finds the jar and he didn't and they're all dead in there oh, and it's like this really it's really that's sad. dark like, yeah her, yeah like, this it, thing of just it, kind of like how dare you you know what yeah, i mean like but that's great because it continues to add I, to the yeah. ambiguity of like oh exactly. are these people here with malintent or are they here to save yeah. the world like well, ah, it's, see, it's, uh, it's a very basic way for a child to look and say are they friends or are they not yeah you know what i mean and and obviously they're not friends they want you to kill each other but you know what i'm saying like it's like are they people well, they that want you kill each other but like do not. they have an altruistic you know supposedly yeah, exactly. altruistic yeah ah, yeah that would have been yeah and so yeah the book is is more successful and, and so it's hard it was a bummer that some of those things because again i think he just he chose a very specific point of view and his point of view he decided to choose was that they were actually telling the truth because i think he thought it was more interesting if they were yeah. i think M. Night Shyamalan is a very literal filmmaker and mm-hmm. i've learned that about him like i respect i respect him still just because i do think he has a point of view and i think he you know, people are always like, oh, how does he still get money to make movies? Well, he's never actually made a flop. They've all made money. So it's like. Oh, yeah. And his budgets are <laughs> like. Yeah. Budgets are so low. He, he, he adjusts and he's OK. And they always make money. So it's like, OK. And sometimes he has the best hits, sometimes the best, biggest misses. But I find that he is very, very, very literal about stuff. So it's kind of like, OK, this maybe isn't the script for you or like the yeah. type of. Old was another one. It was an adaptation, right? And it was like I hated that movie. Oh, was it? it was like it was, yeah, it was like a graphic novel, I guess. Yeah, I it was really. Well. I, I didn't know it that. Was, it was a had, graphic novel. Yeah, I had to believe that the graphic novel was much better than the movie, though. <laughs> but I don't. Oh, know. <laughs> interesting. Okay, I did not know that it was an adaptation as well. I thought that was yeah. an original from him. And then Airbender, which we all know. I think that those are the three adaptations he's done, right? So it's like you're not talking about things I fell asleep during. Let's just say original. So I think your original stuff. I mean, some things aside, like happening and stuff like that. But your original stuff is a little stronger. Yeah, (laughs) just a tiny bit. (laughs) Just a just a smidgen. Just a smidge better. (laughs) Okay, that's interesting. I really thought he'd done old himself because it seemed like 
the twists and stuff that there are twists and it was more up his alley or you know an original type thing well, from him but well and who knows what was added and what, what you know i have no yeah, idea yeah, yeah. Read it, but like yeah i mean it did have a feel that was kind of like up more up his alley than this did but yeah yeah i don't know i so you know i i think it did well yeah i think it is i think it was and, the and first it, one to knock avatar out yeah it's, and and you know again later, like, you know I mean? based <laughs> on the budget and all that stuff it's yeah. it's it's investment but i just am like i don't there's i there's aside from i don't even think if i'd seen this i would have recommended it to two of you and be like oh yeah there's this horror-ish thriller movie out and you'll like it maybe but you know yeah. good for the people who are enjoying it yeah um you know i need I've to actually and then also we are preparing for our super bowl which is the oscars which are coming up and as a byproduct, catching up on some things. And Jackie finally saw Tar. So Jackie, I want to lead with your thoughts on it. I have complicated thoughts about it, actually. So I I love this sort of quiet film where you sort of watch something sort of unfold and you watch everyone sort of and their reactions to everything. Like, I know that sounds kind of basic, but I mean like a like some sort of traumatic event that's happening and everyone, you get to kind of, step away from it and just sort of watch like a fly on the wall. And that's kind of mm-hmm. what this felt like to me. Like it was very real and raw in that way, which is something I really appreciate. And I love that it kind of like lets you make up your own mind about what happened. Right. Because we don't really know. We only get the one point of view. So I really liked like how interesting and things like that it was in that way. And I thought that the acting was spectacular and I thought that Kate Blanchett did an amazing job and, all of that. But it kind of came away with this, like, and I'm I'm having trouble articulating it, but basically I sort of feel like her gender wasn't taken en- enough into consideration somehow. Mm-hmm. Like, like, they just made this white male character a lesbian, and Kate Blanchett did an incredible job with it, but it didn't feel like a lived-in experience of an actual woman. I completely understand and agree with what you are saying. So it's like, I really like the movie for some things. And for other things, I was kind of like, I don't know. It just didn't feel, that didn't feel real to me. Now I'm having trouble articulating it. But yes, I, I agree. It taps into this feeling of like almost hollowness maybe. And some of that I think is supposed to be the character, right? This coldness and whatever it is. But some of it I, I do feel like is a a lack on the writing side and not necessarily the performance side. Yeah, agreed. But I don't, I can't articulate what's missing. You know what I mean? It just, I don't know, felt that way. But Matt, you are the the biggest of the fans of this group, right? Yeah, probably. That's not to say the biggest fans. Like yeah, like yeah. 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 Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, I love yeah. the movie. Yeah, I've watched it a thousand times, oddly. Yeah. I, when I, it's funny, when I saw it, I liked it a lot. And I thought she was great. And I thought, you know, it was it was well done and everything. But once it came out to buy... I think it's on Paramount now, but I bought it because I wanted to watch it again. I think it's on like and, Peacock. Oh, Peacock. Peacock. Strange. Sorry, Peacock. Yeah. yeah. Peacock. <laughs> and I, uh, I've watched it so many times. And I just, I don't know. It's this weird thing where I just find it like weirdly, uh, like, I get like transfixed by it. Mm. I pay attention to like every word that is said. I just like, I don't know. I, I like a movie that doesn't, s- that doesn't spell out anything for you. And this is one of those ones where you're literally just watching scenes from people's lives and you don't get, almost anything spelled out for you 
right? Like you have to actually to knock at the cabin. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah, exactly. You have to pay attention to every conversation and really piece together what's going on and sort of make your own judgments, which I love. I love that sort of writing and intrigue and because that's how people really talk. We don't actually explain much to each other, (laughs) you know? Yeah. I think I talked about this when we talked about the sort of like awards nominations. I I know I brought baggage into this because from before I even saw it, the way people were talking about Kate Blanchett in it, I was like, oh no, is she going to dethrone Michelle? (laughs) And I will fully acknowledge, I think she is excellent in this role. Uh, But I said before, I'll say again, like I could see, not to make this all about the awards part of this, but you know, I could see other actresses, very few of them, but potentially other actresses being able to do this. And I think part of that is because other, quite frankly, white actresses, we've seen more white actresses through the history of cinema, right? Versus, you know, um, Asian women who have not had, there are not as many of them on screen. So like there might be an Asian actress out there. We just didn't get to see her or have never seen her yet or whatever it is. So like that's, uh, who could play like the Evelyn role? Um, Anyway, but yeah, I really bristled against a lot of this movie. I think the first third of it almost, I was really not into. And then the second and third parts, I was like, Oh yeah, this is much better. Like I, I wish, I wish we could have more concisely set this character up because I think they could have accomplished that. Like it, I don't, I don't think I needed three hours of this movie. Yeah, it gets, it takes a little, a little bit to, to really figure out what's, it, what it's about, and that's kind of the warning I've given people when we, when I've watched it. People have been kind of like, it's a lot of ten minute plus scenes of conversations, and you're kind of trying to suss like what, where are we going? <laughs> you know what I mean, like. And I, I totally will give it that. What's funny is the first few scenes are like some of my favorites of the whole movie. <laughs> Those are my least favorites. <laughs> I love it. That Juilliard scene, I have watched that oh, 75 minutes. God. I am obsessed with that scene. But And it's all just one take, the one shot thing, like the way they do. I just like, I sit there, I'm just like taking notes. I'm like, how did you do this? Like, <laughs> I just, I love it. But um, yeah, to the point I was going to say about, you know, not to make it all about Oscars, but Michelle versus Kate. I, I worship at the altar of Kate Blanchett. I have forever. And I am always happy for her if she wins things and this and that, whatever. That being said, I still want Michelle to win because of reasons you said, but also I think that this is the type of, it's not to downplay it at all, but this is the type of performance and acting that we ex- come to expect from Kate Blanchett and like that she is, she excels at and that mm-hmm. she has done before. Yes. Yeah. And it's not to say you can't say, oh, maybe it's still the best of the year, but it's exciting to see something so normally not considered um, right. yeah. be considered and yeah. to your point about there are be, there are more white female actresses or actresses out there um who maybe could have done this it's like yeah just off the top of my head i know you're not the biggest meryl lady but meryl could have done this tony collette could have done this tilda swinton could have done this you know like i think yeah and, tilda i think could have been and maybe but, you know yeah and maybe not to the same level of greatness in this way or that way but then in other levels of greatness that way or that way you know so it's yeah. like i think yeah. that it, it could have still been accomplished Right. And, so I totally get that. And again, it's not to discredit Kate's performance. I think she not at all. No. owned exactly what this role asked her to do. I just don't love everything this role asked her to do. And so it's just like a personal taste thing, right? I was like, I'm not mm-hmm. as interested in some of these parts of it. Or I, and <laughs> sorry, the, the thing that just popped into my head was the very last, I think it's the very last scene where she's doing the video game concert. Yeah. Um, and at first I was like, is this like a dream sequence? Is it whatever? Because I was like, people don't dress up like that for video game concerts. <laughs> like that's all I could think at the end. 
In Todd Field's universe, they do. In Todd, Every sure. In Todd Field's <laughs> universe, they do. But I was just like, what is he I was like, everyone had this elaborate, like, and I was like, there would be like, there would be some people just like, me. you know, like 25% of them, maybe. But, but they look fact, professional. Like every single character, every, everybody <laughs> yeah. in that audience, right? I was like, it's not had a, a scoring session because she's already been like, what's happening? Here? <laughs> That's not how cons work. That's not how performance. Anyway. <laughs> but, but, but I think it's because like almost everything else in the movie did feel grounded in a way. And, and there are those sort of strange moments that are questionably you know but you know the, the weird i feel like it's like the sounds happening or the whatever the mm-hmm. clicky th- what's the clicking thing called <laughs> uh, metronome metronome oh, metronome yeah, yeah i yeah. get it um you know the yeah, haunted yeah. metronome you know but it was still yeah. like nothing felt so absurd i was like you paid so much attention to detail in this and yet you let this weird thing happen at the end like come on yeah. see it through <laughs> i know that's yeah, so no, minor that's but yeah. you know no i know but it, it's funny because on this type of film, and I think most of the or the other two of films of his that pop into my mind, being Little Children and In the Bedroom, I, I feel like he he the stories are very rarely like anything completely exhilarating and like oh my god, but they do hinge. The success of them does seem to hinge on the players. Like it is like mm-hmm. this needs to be. If you did not have because while Jackie and I had discussed this a tad before because we watched it together but when you were talking about kind of like her character being like oh this is like a white male story and you just like dropped a woman into it it didn't feel yeah. i can hear that and then at the same time too it's like this would not have been an interesting movie at all if this was some white male because there are oh, like no not at all but but and it, dramatic stories. Yeah. like you know what i mean like it's like it and i think what he and this could be debated whether we think this is like appropriate to do or not but i think what he like likes to do is he likes to try to challenge a thought a way of thinking that is out there regardless of what it is in his stuff and he kind of like will say oh here's a different perspective on like here's a way to look at it and it's like it's not even to say whether he thinks like it's a commentary on cancel culture but it's a commentary on power and abuse of power clearly but it's like putting it in there it's like i don't feel confident knowing what he's exactly trying to say about making her a woman except for to make us have this conversation and to like think about it and that's what's like interesting about it is like some of the best art out there i think makes you it gives you a reaction whether you like are like oh yeah that was just amazing oh my god and i agree with the story or with your like prob you feel problem like you feel an issue with the way this was handled or that was handled it's like to spark conversation i think that's interesting but I could totally, I mean, I'm a white male here. So it's like, you know what I mean? It's not to discount yeah. that point of view at all. I don't mean to. There's something being, and I think the thing for me is like, I didn't care enough to delve further into like what you're, he's trying to accomplish. And that's not to discredit anybody who does, but I was like, cool. I have experienced this film now. I admire this performance. I'm good. Yeah. And, and, and you know, I, I remember I was like voting with my critics group, one of my critics groups, and and people were such tar stands and like talking about this stuff. I was like, wow, I'm so glad that this elicited that in you. And for me, I was like, oh, well, everything everywhere all at once is my that, you know, let me and and trying to explain that to transcend is there is there does become this weird like language barrier where you're just like, well, this is the reason. And sometimes it's just like, no, there is something about this that like. You, if you don't tap into it, you don't tap into it. And that's okay, mm-hmm. you know, but oh, yeah. you can, it, it's hard to convince someone to tap into something like that. No, totally. hundred uh, yeah. percent. And that's, that's the beauty of film. Well, yeah. art in general, but you know what I mean? Yeah. It's yeah. like art in general. Yeah. It's uh, that's the love about it. 
but yeah, yeah, it's I'm, odd. I like I'm, I said, it's like I I it's it's over long, but for some somehow I like I only want more information, <laughs> which is what's silly because it's like it's not a lot going on, but I want more information. It doesn't feel all that long to me, and then I I just oh. I think it's because I'm just like hypnotized by by <laughs> by the scene work and the performances, but I. Yeah, I can totally see critiques of it as a film for sure. And I and I preface with everyone I've like recommended it to I've prefaced like just so you know. If you were to come back to me and say that was so boring, I would not even be offended. <laughs> like or you know, playfully offended. I would just be yeah, like, yeah, 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 I can see that. <laughs> yeah. You know? All right. Well, yeah. we again, I just like it I can feel the tension in my shoulders thinking about Oscar Day. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah. This is a is a banned topic until we get past it. <laughs> like, all right, well, we've caught up on Tar now, but we're also watching other things. We're watching what? What else did we watch this week? I saw a movie called Maybe I Do. Literally which, never heard of that. <laughs> which was, it actually has a bigger cast than you're going to expect. I, okay. I've never seen a preview for it, but I like heard about it randomly, and I was like, oh, I'm going to watch it. It's Emma Roberts and the guy from Holiday with her again. Oh, and it's like they're deciding whether they want to get married or not or whatever. And then they have this dysfunction. You, you Basically, the plot is that their parents are, without having met each other, end up kind of like having affairs with each other. And it turns into this whole thing where they find that out. But it's Susan Sarandon, William H. Macy, Richard Gere, and Diane Keaton. <laughs> it's a like, real movie. Yes, and it's produced by Diane Keaton. Uh, it is not good. I will say that. Okay. It was really upsetting. Oh, no. but I, it, it was like, I was like, ooh, I want to watch this. And uh, I was sad, but um, oftentimes yeah, I, I find that. that if if we don't hear about a movie, there's a reason. Yeah, <laughs> I was like, there's a reason we haven't heard about this, but I still was just like, eh, whatever. I'm just gonna do it because even if it had just been like, oh, this is like the quality of Holiday, you know, I would have been like, okay, but it didn't even feel like that, sadly. But uh, yeah, I watched that, and then I watched. I finally I was late to it, but I watched uh, Bling Empire New York, and I actually enjoyed that a lot. <gasps> yeah, yeah, I enjoyed it too. Yeah. I watched Traders, the first oh, season of I've Traders. Yep. It has the potential to be a really interesting show. I think that they can edit the story a little bit better and make it a little bit more interesting from a viewer point of view. But I would say it was okay. You know, it was fine. Okay. Reality, you know, worth yeah. just watching in the background. <laughs> yeah, and then I'm re-watching West Wing. I'm in the third season now. Classic. Full disclosure, I've never seen West Wing. I've seen two episodes. I think one was the Thanksgiving pardoning episode. Uh, I think that's one of the funniest ones. (laughs) Yeah, I I mean, it was very good, but I was just like, this show is so... It requires me to pay attention. That's heavy. I also watched a movie that I don't even want to say the name of it because it's not a real movie. I'll tell you after the thing, but, you know, because I don't want to disparage it because I don't think that's fair because that's how bad like homegrown it was (laughs) you know and then and then I found out I had like a lot of weird third-party connections to it or like I I actually Mm. ended up knowing people involved in it because my friend invited me to this and and I looked at the thing and I was just like I don't think this is a real movie but I'm also not doing anything else so I guess we'll go and it said hosted (laughs) snack bar I was like cool I love snacks and no that was a dirty lie it was gross popcorn and they didn't even give us the tickets for it at the start. They just gave us like a drink, you know, a soda ticket. And and then I saw all these people with popcorn. I was like, did, did we like not, are we not on the list for the popcorn? They're like, oh no, we just didn't have any at the moment. Like, I was like, were you just not going to oh. tell us to come back or what? what yeah. You know, anyway, 
We got to you, didn't we? <laughs> yeah, but it was, it was offensively bad in a lot of scenarios. Yeah, and then I started I started watching a show that both my parents separately aggressively texted me about and emailed me about multiple times on Netflix called Kunk on Earth, C-U-N-K. It's not for me. Jackie, I think you would crawl out of your skin. Yeah. It's it's sort of like a, a Planet Earth David Attenborough-y thing with this I think I think she I assume she's a comedian and she just, you know, she's interviewing experts about but she she just asks the dumbest questions intentionally. You know, and she there's one episode or the first episode I didn't make it through, but uh she you know, she keeps asking about like, "Oh, would have our ancestors walk like use tools with their front legs or their back legs. And, you know, to the credit of every expert she talks to, they all take it very seriously. And the person's like, um, yes, they would probably use their front legs, which we nowadays call arms, um, you know. And it's, but, but I was just like, I don't, I don't, the delivery, there's something about the delivery or the writing or whatever it is, I can't, I'm crawling out of my skin. And oftentimes this is the, the stuff I like. And I was like, I don't know how yeah. my parents are just obsessed with this show, but I'm so happy for them. That they are. (laughs) (laughs) Multiple text messages to watch the show that it was like so great. And I was like, okay, no. That's funny. That was not for me. I also tried to watch Gunther's Millions, which is a new Netflix doc about Mm -hmm. a dog who inherited money. And then, oh, I heard about this. You know what else I watched? I watched the Pam Anderson one. Did you watch that? I I started it. I couldn't get into it. I made it like five minutes. Yeah. Gunther's Millions, I made it two episodes in because there's this weird, I want to say sex cult experiment aspect to it that it's like, what happened here? <laughs> um, but the storytelling is, is exactly, yes. Yeah. trusted with that much money. Uh, no, a dog should not be trusted with that much money. Um, but, you know, it's like a four episode Netflix series and I think it could have been, you know, doc series. I think it probably could have been like two or three. That's such um, a trend lately. Yeah. And so by the time no, they dragged just it out, pissed, I was like, I dragging it out. It's like, ugh. Yeah. And then I'm continuing to watch Physical 100, which is that Korean fitness show or competition show, which I'm obsessed with. (laughs) Give me every Tuesday. And then I think we all watched Last of Us and Poker Face, right? I'm not caught up on Poker Face yet, but I'm, yeah, I did watch Shrinking. Oh, and Shrinking. I was going to say Shrinking, Poker Face, both of those this week were my favorite episodes Mm. of them so far. And I was like, oh, good week for them. Yeah. Poker Face, I wish that episode was an entire movie. I, li- I was just trying. I was like, what happened? This- oh, yeah. Uh, I don't want to spoil it for Jackie. They're kind of on trend with what we were talking about. Like, I was you know, just going to say, like, not older going into details, but there thing. were older ladies. And it was a very, it was very thematic where I was like, yeah, yeah. I want, I want like a hybrid of Poker Face. I wanted, I wanted that. For Brady. Yeah, I wanted it to be an entire film. I wanted the whole backstory. But yeah. um, and that was the first one I felt that way in Poker Face. I'm enjoying it, but I, that was my favorite. And Shrinking, I thought was super fun this week i was laughing actually a lot more than i had been in episodes before so i was like oh, okay maybe it's getting its footing for me a little more i mean i liked it before but you know i don't remember. and last of us continues to be enjoyable i will say you're both caught up on last of us yes. yeah i adore always adore melanie linsky and all things that she does mm. and i champion her i do not believe that these people would be rallying behind her as their ruthless leader it's hard for me like I'm invested well, enough and I'm like okay but I just I'm not believing it I don't think it's but she I starts I, I don't I don't remember but I don't think she starts as like a ruthless leader you know well she's she's very like well, it's tough, in tough the, she's not giving me tough 
You know what I mean? Like, I guess. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, like, I'm not feeling the toughness from her, but I also am very curious on the backstory and how this all happened and how she ended up in charge and all that good stuff. So it, it, there is possibility to sell this to me still. <laughs> that's, that's but I'm fair. with you because I love a Melanie Linsky. I've loved I love her, her. Yeah. since she was I Jacqueline think. back in the day and ever after. But I, yes. you know. Part of it is that I think we all can, we all know. I mean, I I know her personally because I've met her two times in an elevator, so we're quite close. You're quite close. Yes. I, she, she's just one of those celebrities that you just know and understand is just a flawless human. Like you just know she's amazing. <laughs> she seems so sweet and so like you know you just like, I don't know. At least for me, like yeah, before I, even. I mean, I've spent thirty seconds with her, so I don't know her. But I'm just saying, like, it just she's no, she you're best friends. Off. I mean, you've, you've tw- yeah, twice. We're, yeah, we're quite close. But she she gives that that vibe off to me where I just like you just seem like a quality human. I love it. And so when she's playing things that are not as quality human, it's not saying she's I not quality here, but uh, uh, a little more like tougher. Yeah, the character is more morally ambiguous, is what yeah, you're saying. It's harder for me to buy because she's just so sweet. But I really think that we're gonna get some backstory of some wrong that was done to her that was like well, we kind of got I'm some already. Like, I, mean, I believe why, already. I already yeah. believe why she would be pissed based on what she has said. I'm just not buying that everyone's following her. I, I forgot she's in Coyote Ugly. Oh yeah, she is. And Sweet Home Alabama. What? Yeah, she's she's had a lot. She has one of my favorite lines. <laughs> she's been she's been in a lot of stuff. She has a baby in a bar, and she's like, "You brought a oh. baby to a bar." The bar. <laughs> yeah. I forgot about. I haven't seen that movie in so long. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, a busy week for us. But yeah, thank you both. Thank you. Thank you, as per usual, to Jackie and Matt. That is actually it for this episode. If you liked it, we would love it if you could leave us a five-star rating, a review, or even consider subscribing.